Keep it locked right here. You're in the field with Trackstar Sports. Hey, y'all, what's up? It's your girl, Erica Mason, a.k.a. Miss Pretty and Radical, and you are in the field with Trackstar Sports. Let's get it. Y'all, what's good? It's your boy, Yard Swift, and you are now in the field with Trackstar Sports. Hey, how you doing? This is Rick Sincere with Trackstar Sports, man. I am here uh, with Bobby from Simple Man Radio. Um, man, I'm just so excited to have you on. Can you go ahead and introduce yourself to the people and tell them a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so uh, obviously, like you said, I'm Bobby. Uh, I host the Simple Man Radio podcast. Um, we've been doing the podcast for a few months now. Uh, it's sports, but we try to you know keep it light and, and you know crack jokes and whatnot. And uh, we do interviews. We've had interviews with uh, a couple guys from the New York Giants, uh, a couple guys from the Colts, including Kamoko Ture, who's drafted in the second round. Uh, got a guy from the Bears this weekend. So we're just, you know, out here trying to make a name and having fun while we're doing it. So, man, I've listened to your podcast, and I know we'll talk a little bit more about it towards the end, but, man, I'm, I'm excited about where you guys are headed, man. It, it sounds really cool, and your name is really attractive, bro. Like, <laughs> it's a yeah. really cool name. Simple yeah, man, man, I, yeah, I always love that song, Simple Man, by Leonard Skinner, so I figured that'd be a good one to get at. Dude, as soon as I saw it, I'm like, I'm a simple man. I want to listen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what we go for, man. It was cool, man. All right, so, um, man, I want to get your perspective on some stuff in the NBA before we hop into, you know, your your wheelhouse, which is um the NFL. Um. Bro, like the the right now, there's a lot going on with the NBA. There's so many um, twists and turns. Um, people are, be, are shocked by what's happening a little bit. I'm not as shocked by what's happening with with the Cavaliers and the Celtics, but people are a little bit shocked by you know what's kind of going on and how that's developing. Um, you know, the Warriors Rocket series. It seems very predictable after Game One. Now you don't know, um, and some people still feel like they know. But either way. Um, in the NBA, who do you feel will be in the finals? After all the stuff is over, after all the dust settles, who's in the finals and why? Man, so I'll start in the East. Uh, although LeBron and the Cavs are down 2-0, uh, I, I could see them coming back from this. Um, you know, they've played, I mean, they played like absolute trash. I think the backcourt, George Hill and JR had three points in game two. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is, it's, it kind of sucks for LeBron. You know, obviously he kind of, he had a part in putting his team together, but they just have nobody around him. And, you know, he's, he has used to be a pretty good defense player. He still is, but he really can't, you know, put a lot of effort in on defense because he's, you know, having to be such a, uh, a ball handler on the offense. You know, he's, he's the point guard and driving all the time. Um, and then, you know, defense is so, uh, much team oriented like we see with the Celtics. Um, so I'm going to stick with the Cavs, although there's not a lot of confidence in that pick in the, out of the East. Uh, cause, you know, the Celtics, they look really good, but, uh, it's hard to get all, you know, they're a team that, uh, relies on a lot of pieces and it's hard to get them all clicking, you know, for a, a four out of seven game series, especially when you're playing against LeBron. So I'll stick with the Cavs out of the East. Okay. And out West, out West, uh, I definitely think the Warriors got it. Uh, obviously the Rockets had that game last night, game two. But, uh, it seemed like know, they had that in a bag early. Yeah, uh, it was just a it was just a really bad game offensively for Golden State. Uh, I mean, KD got his, you know, I think he had 38. But I don't see uh, Curry, Draymond, and Clay 
all scoring less than, you know, PJ Tucker and, and Eric Gordon, uh, you know, for the rest of this series. Uh, so <laughs> out uh, this Golden State, it's unfair how good they are. Uh, it is. You know, that they, they have, you know, five ball handlers on offense at all times and a, a bench that is as good as well with Sean Livingston and Iguodala comes off the bench, even though he's almost like a starter and a couple other guys. So it's just unfair, man, especially, you know, they were already great. And then you add KD to that, who's probably the best peer scorer in the league right now. And then second best player overall, you know, uh, to LeBron. So I, I do have the Warriors coming out of that. I think it's in five. Uh, Houston plays a lot of ISO and, which is, you know, they're a good team, but when it comes to Golden State, I just don't think they match up, and they're not going to have another shooting night. Uh, they're not going to have another great shooting night like they did last night, matched up with a bad shooting night by Golden State. I like that. So you think after all the all the dust settles, it's st- it'll still be what it's always been, right, for the last three years, I guess, um, and this year will be no different. You think it'll be Cavs, Warriors, and then the Warriors closing that out in what, four, maybe five? Maybe five. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Boston makes it. I mean, obviously they're probably favorited now. They're up 2-0. Um, I just, I'm just sticking to my guns with that. I think LeBron is going to pull out something, or you know, he might want to quit after Game Three. You know, if, depending on how the first half goes or whatnot. That's so. But true. yeah, I, I think you know we're just in an era right now where uh, it's hard to compete with the best team right now. It's like you know, it's like those uh, those '90s Bulls with MJ and Pippen. Yep. Uh, and even you know. Uh, I know we're going off track a little bit, but even in the off season, say the Broncos are Houston, I still don't know if that matches up with Golden State because Golden State's just such a well-old machine on offense. You know, Kerr, uh, a lot of people, you know, and I used to be one of these people who said, oh, anybody coach that team. But Kerr's a good a good coach, and he knows how to get to his players and keep them at one mind. You know, that's a, you know, I think that's the biggest thing that he does is keep them all working together. You know, after going a few years like that, it's a lot of egos and, to keep it working throughout all these years and have people not worried about getting more shots than the other guy. It's pretty amazing. But, you know, uh, you know, you go to, you say LeBron goes to the Houston, you got three ball dominant guys and James Harden, Chris Paul and LeBron. Uh, while I think it'd be a lot better chance than what he's doing right now, I, I still don't know if they'd be able to take down Golden State, although it'd be the best shot anybody would have. Okay. Awesome, man. So, um, all right, cool, cool, cool. I want to, I want to kind of get into, a little bit of NFL now. Sounds right. good. Um, cool, cool, cool. Man, all right. So, I saw the draft for the Giants. I saw what happened at pick number one. I thought for sure that um, that the Browns may go with Saquon Barkley, right, during that time. But they didn't, right? They went Baker Mayfield. And it, it felt like that it took no time at all for the Giants to select Saquon Barkley after that. Um, how would you feel about the pick? Let's just start there. How would you feel about the pick? Um, and were you like overjoyed for the Giants, or were you skeptical? Man, it's it's a uh, I wouldn't say skeptical, but man, I was definitely a battle between my mind and my heart going into that draft. Uh, especially if I like Sam Darnold out of the QBs the most, and mm. uh, Saquon's a great talent, and I'm glad we picked him, and I think that was the right pick. Uh, I think he gives us a shot to compete right away. We'll talk about that a little later, um, but. Uh, he, you know, he could be the next Barry Sanders, and we could have a good running game, and, and we've improved the offensive line a little bit. But it is kind of, you know, how many times, especially the New York Giants, who are a pretty well, well-run organization, how many more times are they going to be at the top of the draft like this? Uh, so I, part of me wanted to go and take Sam Darnold at quarterback, but, uh, you know, and, and to plan for the future. 
but as the fan in me wants to, you know, go for a win-win now and, you know, with a new coach and new system, uh, I don't think that's too far-fetched. A lot of people have Sam Darnold as the number one overall quarterback in this draft, right? I mean, you know, everybody outside of Cleveland. So a lot of people had him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that particular, everybody had him as that guy. He fell in your lap, right, at the number two pick. Did a and and I'm a Saints fan, so I, well, I'll get to that a little bit later. How I felt when they passed on Lamar Jackson, right? Um, but you pass on the quarterback for the future. How'd that feel in that moment? Well, um, I'm 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 a, a guy who loves the you know the third through seventh round. And okay, we have awesome. we have awesome. we have we have Davis Webb, who uh, haven't seen much of him, but. And you kind of look at his resume. He he actually pushed Baker Mayfield to transfer out of Texas Tech, um, and then he got hurt and lost his job to Patrick Mahomes and went to transfer to Cal. You know, and so, you know losing your job to a guy like Patrick Mahomes isn't isn't too much of a knock on your career. Uh, so, and I I love for quarterbacks to sit and learn. So I was kind of like you know maybe we'll let him learn. But then uh, in the fourth round we got Kyle Aletta out of Richmond. Yeah, a I lot, saw that. Lot of, a lot of people think he's going to be the next Jimmy Garoppolo, and I haven't, I haven't seen a whole lot of film on him. But you know, looking at scouting reports and seeing some of his stuff, uh, I like him. You know, and uh, you know, a lot of times in the NFL, it's these third, fourth round guys who you know end up making it big. And uh, the big, the biggest thing for those guys that are picking third, fourth round is they're not expected to come in right away. Uh, okay. So you know, it's, it's you know, the quarterback is such a head, uh, it's such a mental position where. You know, this guy could sit if, you know, best case scenario, Eli plays really good for two years and, you know, retires or whatnot. Then he comes in or, you know, say Eli plays bad and there's calls for his benching and they do. They, you know, let Davis Webb play for a little bit and, and see which one they like the best out of those two. So while I did want Darnold, uh, I'm not too mad. Plus all four of those cube, uh, QBs at the top of the draft, uh, none of them I was like purely sold on like, like I would say an Andrew Luck in the past. Absolutely. They all, they all came with questions. Um, even Kyle Laletta comes with questions, right? Arm strength is, is his biggest question when people talk about him. And so, yeah. um, but the cool part is you're right. He Best case scenario, like you said, he may get to sit for two years. And if he gets to sit for two years, quarterbacks have been known, right, with the right type of program to increase their arm strength over some time. And he could be another Garoppolo. Who knows, right? Um, sitting behind right. what some people may not fully consider as a legend, but I do. And Eli, um, but sitting behind Eli, somebody he can learn from and, and, you know, giving him some time, I can see him at least competing for that backup job at least by next year. And then after that, who knows, you know? Yeah, definitely. All right. So unselfishly kind of looking around the division, tell me in the division, I looked at this Giants draft and honestly, I think what you guys did in this draft, masterful, right? Masterful draft, um, and which is a little easy because you have the second pick in every round, right? So yeah, it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> but still, you know, some people can still mess that up, right? So you know, good job, right? But yeah. in your opinion, who had the best draft in the division? Well, uh, I'll, I'll kind of go from from last to first. Philly, okay. they didn't have they didn't have a lot of picks because of that Carson Wentz trade, and they ended up trading out of the first round. Um, so I didn't see a whole lot of what they did. Nothing, you know. I went through the class. Nothing. Uh, shot out right at me. Uh, the Cowboys had some good picks. I actually like that middle linebacker they got out of Boise in the first round, uh, yeah. which is important. Important. Sean, Sean, yeah, Sean Lee's injuries and whatnot. Um, 
And then the other two, uh, I think Washington had a really good draft. I like Vita Vea. Um, you know, Washington is doing a good job at, at shoring up their offensive line and defensive line. And then they got, uh, uh, guys out of LSU, the running back, you know, he had character issues or people say he had character issues. They got yeah. him in the third round and, you know, he was a first round talent. And I'm a, I'm a big believer that guys kind of mature once they come to the league. Obviously there's a few bad eggs, but I, I think he'll be really good for them. Uh, so I think I think Washington did have a good draft, but I, I mean I have to go with the Giants. Obviously, I've scrutinized it the most, but uh, obviously Saquon and Lillard we've talked about. But in the second round, we got uh, Will Hernandez, who yes, is a guard. I thought that was he, a he great had, pick. He yeah, was mid he first a, round. Yeah, his player comparison was Richie Incognito, and mm, that's you know, great. Yeah, and then you know pinned him next to Nate Solder, and so I like that pick a lot, and then. Uh, one that was a little more surprising, we got uh, Lorenzo Carter out of uh, Georgia, who's more of a yeah. pass rusher. Uh, I guess he's going to be a good fit in our our, our new 3-4 system. Uh, so I, I like that a lot. You know, we lost JPP. Uh, seems, it seems like we're going to do, uh, you know, we're going to have Vernon on one side, and then we're going to have a, a bot committee on the other side with, you know, run stop and, and mixing in pass guys in there. Uh, and then Loletta, the other one, and the other one was R.J. McIntosh out of the, the U, and I love that pick because I'm a, I'm a big Miami guy, so that was cool to see him a, uh, end up with the Giants. So, like you said, with the, when you have the second pick in every, uh, every round, uh, it kind of gives you a, a lot better shot having the best draft, but uh, in my unbiased opinion, I think we had the best draft out of the NFC East. Hey, the, the Colts got a King's Ransom to move down. Um and, and you know how much they got for that um, pick with, with and they made the trade with the Jets. My question is, would you have liked to make a, a trade like that and, and just collect picks, or would you rather have the collection of picks you have right now, or the collection of talent you have now? Oh, man. Um, well, the Colts, Colts, what the Colts did was perfect. Um, in fact, let me uh, let me talk about the Colts just for a quick second. My co-host is the Colts hand. Uh, Zach ah. <laughs> uh, and, and Quentin, Quentin Nelson. Uh, I think it's between him and Barkley, who's the best player in this draft. And I, I really like Nelson. In fact, I almost wanted the Giants to take him at two. He's so good. And they had, uh, I think they had three or four second round picks. Uh, and they got some good guys in there. One was a, a pass rusher out of Rutgers, Kamoko Ture, who uh, we actually interviewed a couple weeks ago. Uh, he's a monster and he's, he's really raw. I didn't start playing football the senior year. But what they, I mean, what they did for them was perfect, um, because Quentin Nelson is so good, you know, to be able to trade back and get, you know, arguably the best player in the draft and people are pretty much booking him for the Hall of Fame already. But in the Giants case, when you're at that two pick and you, because we wouldn't take Mayfield, we really have, you know, our choice of whoever we wanted. Uh, in this case, I like taking Barkley because of, you know, the chance of him being such a once in a, once in a lifetime talent. Uh, but if we were going to pick quarterback, I would have I would have wanted us to trade back to maybe you know seven or or whatnot. Okay, so you're cool with what happened because you end up with a Saquon Barkley, and in another situation, you definitely don't get a Saquon Barkley. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think Saquon is is a you know like I said he's a, he's a once in a lifetime talent. Obviously, you know we don't know what he's going to do yet, but uh, the guy looks like he's going to be a real game changer. I thought you did. You guys did extremely well in the draft, man. You're right with Saquon in the beginning. You get Will Hernandez um, in the second round. He's a first round talent. 
Um, Lorenzo Carter, he was looked at a ton um, by a lot of other teams like the Saints. They were looking at him to be like an edge rusher for them. Um, but you get him in the third, that's really good. You focus a lot on your interior rush, which um, you already have snacks, right? Um, yeah, and then we got Dalvin Thomas in the second round last year, and then we like yeah. and then we added added McIntosh out of Miami in the later round. But I think I don't know if they're going with that um, that Philly rotation of the line, like a, a plethora of talent, and you just conti- consistently um, bring in you know fresh bodies all the time, so you have a fresh inside rush all the time. Because I, yeah, that's well, what it, that, go ahead. We uh, we hired the the off the defensive coordinator out of Arizona, David Betts. And you know they they you know are constantly rotating players and moving safeties around, uh, and we're going to be running the three four for the first time since probably uh, I've I remember you know yeah uh, so you know, that would that you know it'll be weird to see the Giants you know having you know only three guys with their hands in the ground so you gotta you gotta think they're probably gonna either keep uh, Dalvin at a one tech or a three tech, um, and then you know you kind of uh, that uh, the other three and five. Uh, you got to, you know, have to have a, a rotation like that, uh, you know, for more pass downs and whatnot. I think that's what they're going to use Macintosh for is a, a three tech. And then, but what we, like, like you said, we've had a lot of outside rushers. Uh, obviously we had Lorenzo Carter, Vernon. We added, uh, Josh Morrow, who played for Arizona, who's, you know, six foot six guy. Uh, he'll, he's more of a run stopper. And then, uh, I can't remember the guy's name. Another guy called Kareem Martin. Uh, uh, another guy we added, so we're definitely gonna have a committee. I think you know Vernon and Sacks will will uh, be in there pretty solidly, you know, every down. But I think all at the other positions they'll uh, have you know uh, by committee. All right, man. So here's what I said last year. After what you guys did in free agency last year, my bad. Let's go back two years. So after what you did the year before last, and the way the Giants looked. They were the chic pick to go to the Super Bowl last year, and they were my pick. They were like my hidden – That you know, if somebody asked me quietly, I'd say, hey, man, you need to look out for the Giants. They're scary good. The defense was phenomenal the year before, um, you know, after what you guys did in free agency, and then everything on offense was clicking. You bring in a Brandon Marshall, right? You have Odell Beckham. You got Sterling Shepard. You got Evan Ingram. And uh, Eli, right, I'm like, oh, man, this offense is going to be incredible now to go with that phenomenal defense. And then, uh, right, like injuries happen to Odell, which is, you know, that, that that's very unfortunate. So you have an injury that happened to Odell, the defense goes to blunt, and then all of a sudden it just all falls down, right? Eli's having a, you know, horrible year. They bench Eli, and then they bring in somebody else. There's a, you know, public outcry to bring back Eli. He comes back. Right, but it's just never what everybody thought it would be. And at the end of the day, it was a lot of hype, and it just wasn't what it was, right? So yeah. now I look on paper, and what I see is scary again. You have Odell Beckham, right, a healthy Odell coming back. You have Evan Ingram, who's now a year better than he was before, very, very effective last year. Shepard, right? Um, you have a Saquon Barkley now, and I know how much you guys are able to use running backs out of the backfield. That's phenomenal. And there's a possibility you bring in a Dez, according to all the hype, right? We never, we don't know, but maybe. Yeah, but, I hope so. <laughs> so in this situation, they look scary again. They look good. They look very scary. Is it real or is it hype? Uh, man, I, I believe it is real. I think our biggest problems last year were the combination – of the offensive line not being good, 
which obviously, you know, everybody saw that. But the biggest thing for that was Ben McAdoo's offense. Uh, while it worked good the first couple of years uh, when he was a coordinator under Coughlin, he runs this West Coast offense, short passes, and uh, there's not a lot of uh, uh, flexibility in the offense. I remember even Beckham would say, you know, corners would be telling me what the plays I'm going to be running. And so he just never adjusted uh, the offense, really. Um, uh, oh, you know, never really ran the ball well. Obviously, you know, that's not too much on him. It's more the offensive line, and we didn't have a, a lot of talent at, at the tailback position. But he just never adjusted, you know, and the reason the Giants were so good in the playoffs uh, when they won those Super Bowls was, you know, defenses are uh, they're in tune uh, way more in the playoffs than their regular season. And then we had the uh, offensive corner, Kevin McGilbride, uh, or Kevin Gilbride, who, uh, our wide receivers ran a lot of option routes. So if the corner does this, you do that. So if he does this, you do that. Uh, so, but getting back to the point, I think it's real, man, because I, I like Pat Shermer a lot. Uh, I, you know, watch film of his offense, and he's a, he's a real deal. You know, he kind of got a bad shot in Cleveland before. Uh, but what he did with Keenum was pretty uh, pretty amazing. You know, they had good talent around him, but even, you know, they lost Dalvin Cook. Uh, so I think it's real with the ad of Nate Solder, uh, Patrick, uh, I always forget how to pronounce his last name. O- Omaha, I think, out of Jacksonville, who is not great, but he's definitely an upgrade. Uh, Nate Solder is going to be a, a, a solid left tackle. And then you put Will Hernandez in there. Uh, they're going to move Flowers over the right. Whether we're going to keep him or not, we'll see. Uh, but then adding Barkley, you know, Barkley makes the average O-line look great. And that takes, uh, for the first time and since T was there, we really have not, not or, or Brandon Jacobs and Amon Bradshaw. The pressure's not on Eli to, you know, throw the ball, you know, 70% of the time. Uh, so uh, I, I think it's real, especially, you know, on offense. Uh, you know, we still have a lot to see uh, how Odell will come back from injury. Well, he's looking real well in his workout videos and whatnot. And then, like you said, Evan Ingram with the out of deer. And then as far as on the defensive side, uh, this, this David Betts guy, although while I wish we would stay in the 4-3, uh, he's had a top defense for, for you know, the last few years, and he runs a lot of blitzes. And I think the biggest problem with the defense last year was uh, defense is so much effort and preparation uh, more than just pure talent. And once the season was kind of lost, uh, you know, Ben McAdoo lost that defensive locker room, and some of the players even alluded to it. And then, you know, the problems with Eli Apple and whatnot and, and suspending a, a different corner every game. This kind of the effort was gone, and that's why the defense wasn't great in the, towards the end of the year. So uh, at the end of the day, I, I think it is real, man. If Eli has his arm, you know, one, 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 you know, one of these years, you know, we're going to Eli's going to show up to camp, and he's not going to have that zip on the ball. Uh, so hopefully that won't be this year. Man, that's going to be one of the rapid fire questions. I actually, before we get into our last thing, I might just have a few rapid fire questions for you. Um, and they're all giants. You ready? All right, go for it, man. All right, cool, cool, cool. All right, so just a little game. All right, here we go. Saquon Barkley, um, Reggie Bush, or Todd Gurley? Which one will it be more like? Ooh, uh, Reggie Bush scares me, but I have to say Todd Gurley, but better. Okay. <laughs> okay, Todd Gurley, but better. All right, cool. Um, will Hernandez, Richie Incognito or Bust? Richie Incognito. Okay. All right. Um, finishing the division, first, second, third, or fourth. Oh man, I'm gonna have to be biased and say first. Okay. <laughs> um, O line this year, more like Dallas um, in the past few years, or more like uh, the Giants from last year. Oh, 
I have to say more like the Giants just because Dallas' offensive line is so legit. But I do think it'll be uh, a more of a middle of the pack offensive line. But yeah, more more like the ones we've had recently. Okay, um, Eli, one, two, or three years left. Um, I'm gonna have to say two. It could be one depending on how the season goes, but I'll, I'll stick with two. Okay, Odell's coming back. Pro Bowl year, All Pro year, MVP year, or eh, type year. You have All Pro year, I believe. I believe he's coming back with a chip on his shoulder and he's looking for a contract. All right, last one is about Evan Ingram. Slump or Pro Bowl? Second mm. year slump, sophomore slump, or Pro Bowl? I'd say slump because uh all the talent around, you know, uh, with, you know, Barkley's going to get his touches, uh, Odell, Sterling. Uh, while I think he will be an important piece of the, uh, of the puzzle, uh, I just don't see him having a Pro Bowl year. Okay, I got one last one. Dez, get him or don't? Do I don't think we're going to. Don't? I, 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 I don't think we will, although I do want us to. Mm, okay. Okay. All right, man. That's, uh, I like that. Good job on the rapid fire. <laughs> <laughs> Great yeah, job, man. I appreciate man. it. All right. So last thing, um, I looked around the NFC. There's, last year was insane. I mean, last year kind of came down to Saints, Eagles, Vikings, everybody vying for position. Carolina, Atlanta, everybody had very similar records. It all came down to the very last week. And this offseason, man, you saw the Rams making some extreme power plays. I'm talking about stupid power plays. Getting Sue. I mean, go out and get Marcus Peters. They get a keep to leave. It's insane what they did, right? Philadelphia Eagles yeah. are coming back from Super Bowl year. I'm 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 flabbergasted by what's happening in the NFC. Based and the draft, right? Where you guys pulled an A plus for most people out of the draft, right? So there's a reclamation happening in New York. Um, I mean, you know, Dez is gone, but Dak's back. Maybe they do something well. Seattle's done with the Legion of Boom in my estimation. I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Either way, it looks crazy. Oh, my bad. The Vikings, who, who added to the defensive line, and they already had a phenomenal defense. So who do you see coming out of NFC East? If you had to pick, like, the top four teams coming out of NFC this year, who's your top four? Oh, man. So out west, I'm definitely going with the Rams. Uh, one, because, you know, obviously all that talent on defense and McVay's offense. But on top of all that talent on defense, they have uh, uh, Wade Phillips, uh, who's their defense coordinator, who I think is the best in the in the business. Uh, so out of the NFC, that's what I got coming out of the west. In the north, um, I think the I think the Vikings are going to be really good. You know, Kirk, I don't, I'm not a big Kirk Cousins fan, but I think he's an upgrade from, from Keenum. And the way that team's built, I think they have another year or two of being really good. And the East, I got to go with the Giants, although the Eagles, you know, uh, I'm sure they're going to come back with a vengeance. Although it's one of those divisions where it changes every year. I mean, you, you're an NFC South guy, you know, the Panthers go 15 and one and, you know, the next year the Falcons are taking it. And then <laughs> in the, in the South, oh man, I, I really like Cam Newton and the Panthers, but, uh, I think the Saints are, you know, they're going to build on that momentum from last year and they're going to come back. I, I really like Sean Payton and uh, some of the moves they've made. So I'm going to have to go with your Saints in the South. You know what, man? I appreciate that. I knew you were a good guy. I knew it for the first time I talked to you. <laughs> and it's yeah. true, and it be true, man. Yeah, Breeze should have another at least another year in him. 
I pray so, man. I I, I really don't know uh, what he's gonna look like, but in the, even if he if he if this is the year, if this is the end of it, we are not prepared for next year because we lost our first round pick in that move. I'll just say the move um, <laughs> to move to number fourteen. <laughs> to move up to number 14 and give up our next year's pick. I was just like, ah, man, I was, I lost it. I, I lost it for a second. But, um, yeah. but I got it back. Once I looked at some film, I was like, okay, maybe there's some potential here and I understand it. It's almost like somebody slapping you in the face and then telling you, hey, man, this is why I slapped you. And then you're kind of like, oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, hey, man, I've, I've been so impressed, right, by what, your, your depth of knowledge is with these Giants, man. It's incredible. Um, man, just tell us again about the podcast. Let us know how we can catch it. I mean, I know you guys do a great, great show. I want to know how to catch it. I want to know where I can find you. I want to know if I need to follow you on Twitter, Instagram. What, what do I need to do um, to become like a fan of the Simple Man Podcast? Yes. Yeah, so Simple like Man said, Radio Podcast. Yeah, like you said, it's, uh, the name is Simple Man Radio. It's uh, me and my friend Zach. We've been doing it for a few months now. Uh, you know, like, you know, like you said before, it's, it's a lot of sports. Uh, we throw in some jokes. We have, you know, a couple segments and we got some ideas for the summer once the NBA and hockey and NFL are over in that little downtime, uh, where, you know, I could tell some crazy stories from my childhood and, and stuff like that. But, you know, like I said, we, you know, we're sports we try to keep it fun. We do interviews. Uh, we've done, like we said, about, uh, five NFL guys. Uh, we interviewed somebody who played in the, in the, the Austrian league for football over at West. We, so we do that. And then, uh, but like you said, it, it can be found on Apple, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and, and the, obviously the Anchor app as well. Um, and then uh, our Instagram is at Simple Man Radio. Uh, we're putting stuff out there every single day. We, yeah, we're pretty active on the page. So go and follow that. And uh, yeah, that's it, man. I appreciate you having me on. Oh, absolutely, man. I truly appreciate you being on. All right, Doc. Hey, man, this is um, this is Rick Sincere with Trackstar Sports. We've been blessed to have Bobby in the building. Thank you so much for listening. Um, if you are listening to us on um, Anchor, maybe you're listening to us on, I don't know, maybe it's the Podcast Republic app, right? Well, if it's not the Podcast Republic app, then what are you doing, right? If you have an Android, go and get the Podcast Republic app, and that Podcast Republic app will get you our content all the time. All you have to do is find the Podcast Republic app on your um, Google Play Store. After that, you can go and look for Trackstar Sports. Once you find Trackstar Sports, go from there, subscribe, and, um, you know, get all our content as soon as it comes out. All right. This is Rick Sensei with Trackstar Sports. Extremely elated to be here. All right, Doc. Thank you so much again. Have a good one.